All right, welcome back in. Jay on his way to HTO, either in Wichita, East or West, or Derby. Try that all-new peach cobbler, the new fall flavor. And he'll see some Wichita Thunder hockey at the home opener, courtesy of us here at Sports Daily. Glad to be able to do that for you, everybody. Uh, we got lots of winners today. It's one of our favorite things to do. Always pays to listen to us here at Sports Daily. We've got good stuff for you. I mean, just about every day. I don't remember the last day we didn't give something away was. Certainly all all this summer, everything else. Let's talk a little football here, Tommy, as we look ahead to the weekend. The two big ones on our radar, of course. K-State's off, but KU with perhaps the I, – I don't know how to – and I don't like to be hyperbolic on this stuff, so I don't want to overstate it, but this is certainly the biggest game and opportunity of the Lance Leipold era, in my opinion, even more so than that bowl game last year, which would be the other one that jumps to mind, but – you know, you've got a chance now in a year where the conference is telling us that KU might have a shot to do something special based on the way that they've played, based on what we've seen. Um, but they got to go do something again here, which is go to Austin and beat Texas. They did that last time, but as Lance Leipold said, that's in the past, and this is a much better team. He said both teams are much better, and I agree with that. Um now 16 and a half points. So apparently a little money's gone toward KU on this, which is interesting. But yeah, can they I win think, it? That's a, that's I, a whole different question. And that's really the, the big question, right, is that it's less about crossing their fingers and hoping that they can steal one from Texas and more about the expectation is that they go out there and they compete and they're able to play with the Longhorns. That's really, I think, where this game stands. Everything tells you that this Kansas team has improved enough to a point to where they can be competitive in a matchup against a team like Texas. I think the big question then comes into, is it enough to be able to conceivably win the game? Like, are we talking about, do they have the talent and, you know, the the personnel to be able to win? Or is it a situation where if they leave Austin in this great spot on national TV by what covering the spread or playing within a touchdown of Texas, where you can look back on it and say, okay, like this team is in a position now, you know, to compete uh, with the top dogs in the conference. And I don't, I don't really know right now. I don't know if, you know, you have to win to walk away feeling good about where the Jayhawks are, or if it's more about, all right, let's just be competitive against them. I don't exactly know where I stand on that right now. I think I'll have a more solidified view on that by the end of the week. But right now, sure, it's absolutely a big test because they feel like the program has improved to a point to where they can't compete. I think being within the number is, and I'm not going to make excuses. Like, KU, you know, KU needs to go win this game, right? But right. I do think being in the number means something to perception, number one. Playing a close game helps. But the reality is, now this is the beauty of a conference championship game, you only have to be the second best, as K-State showed us last year, right? And they were able right. to go win a Big 12 championship. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't the best team in the regular season. They were the second best, but that was good just enough in, because yeah, then they just beat get in the matchup. Yeah, just get, yes. just get in the door. So, you know, and, yeah. it, the, one of the reasons I like conference championships, and, and I know that there's like this philosophical difference for some people with college sports. What I don't like and have never liked about college football, I should say specifically, is that things that happen early in the season have far too great an impact on the end of the season 
And the goal in all sports, right, is to have your team playing its best by the end of things, to get better. College football hasn't allowed for teams to get better and still compete. I just want to know who the best team is, right? Like, I don't care if you lose in week one and that. And, and again, I, the argument has always been, well, it just makes all those games mean more. No, I don't agree with that, like, even a little bit. I think that's, I think that's failed logic because there, there could be no more hype for KU and Texas fans for this game right now on September 27th than there will be on Saturday, right? The right. fact that they could meet again in a Big 12 championship game in, you know, two months, you think that takes anything away from this game right now? No, it doesn't. I don't think so at all because, you know, with Texas, they're not only – it's not about, you know, just a conference championship. Like, they're looking to win the national championship this sure. year. Like that's, that's where they're at. And, you know, this is, a, a, I would say, a test for them – you know, to oh, see where yes. they're at. And the other thing, too, and this is more philosophical than this particular matchup, but, you know, especially as this season has gone on, and I've, I've thought this for a while, but really not, not, like not as much until this year, but I really do believe you shouldn't have a top 25 poll until like about now or maybe like even waiting a couple more weeks because like right now, like you've got teams that maybe are not the best teams that are in the top 25. Like let's play some games and then release a top 25 poll to see where teams actually are. The only problem with that is the top 25 does generate some interest and it does give us as, you know, whether you're a casual fan, a serious fan, like it's impossible to watch all the college football games. You, You physically can't do it. There's too many. And so it does give us at least the idea, the thought of, you know, some semblance of what the big games are on a week to week. I think it's really important to have it because I think it would be hard if we just flew in blind, not sure how even though it could be it way is, wrong. You know? What I don't like is at the end of the year looking too much into that happening early in the year, right? Like I think you can right. wash it and I don't, you know, you just have the same sort of metrics we do in college basketball, right? You just there, there are things in play that mean more than what the top 25 ultimately is. But I do like that early in the year, it at least tries to help us get a good gauge of. And look, there's no question that it builds the, the anticipation for a game early in the season to have that number by the name. I mean, it just does. So we look at these kinds of games, and even though... Yes, what happens to Texas here could impact their chances at a national championship because we still don't have enough teams in the playoff at the end of the year. This is the last year of that. It's, by the way, why I love a 12-team playoff, because if Texas loses this game, in theory, they would still have a chance. Right. If they lost this game now, maybe. Maybe they would. That, depend, that would depend on what Kansas does the rest of the year. But we're getting there. But as far as a Big 12 championship, you can lose this game and still play for a Big 12 championship. That doesn't mean this game's any less important. It doesn't. It just doesn't. I don't think that that's accurate. I think that's wrong. And and because this game is as hyped up and people are as excited about this as you can be. Right. And, and honestly, like, I think that, of course, they played Illinois. And, you know, they're probably a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team. Um, you know, maybe slightly below that. Uh, BYU, uh, you know, obviously we know they went into Arkansas and beat the Razorbacks. But really... This is the first, I would say, legitimate test with one of the nation's best teams 
And I think you can use it as a measuring stick to really see how far along this Jayhawks program is. And, you know, again, like that's why I'm kind of I don't know right this second. Again, I think my view will be more solidified as the week goes on. I'm not quite sure yet where that measuring stick actually is. Like, what do the Jayhawks have to do to feel good about where the program is overall? Like, I think the worst thing, obviously, that could possibly happen would be for them to get blown out. But I don't think that's going to happen. Are we talking about them getting inside the spread? Are we talking about them playing within a touchdown, being in the game in the fourth quarter? Or is it just simply they've got to win? Like, we feel like that's where the program is right now. They've got to beat Texas for you to feel good about it. I Again, I don't exactly know right now on Wednesday of this week, uh, but I think that's kind of where I'm starting to move towards you know, as the week goes on in preparation for this game. Yeah, it, look, I... I don't. I, I think KU has far more interest than Bench Bar. They 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 want to win this game, right? There's right. obviously. Here's what I'll say as an early look at it. And we'll get more into the game itself later this week. I I think the reason like I'm interested in KU's opportunity and chances here is because really like to me they pretty much have to execute the same game plan they did a week ago, run the ball effectively, and keep Texas from running it. Right. Like, don't let them control the clock and do these things. Would we'd like to see a little bit more out of the passing game than we saw against BYU. But the general idea of the game plan and the way it plays itself out is exactly what they did to me, exactly what they did against BYU. That's how you go win big games like this on the road. You keep Texas off the field. You run the ball effectively. And you just got to hope that you're you're I, I don't think that Kansas is going to just, like, shut Texas down, right? Let's be real. But if they can make a couple of big plays on defense like they've been able to do this year, and you can sort of control the tempo of the game, that is the formula to me for a Kansas win in Austin again. So, you know, it's, it is it is interesting in that way. I, I'm having a hard time, too, deciding what I think is going to happen in this one, Tommy, I'm with you on that. But I do think, you know, the path and the formula is there because we saw it last week. It's it's what they did against BYU is what they need to do this weekend. They've got to stop the run, but also they have to establish their own run game. And, you know, I think that, and I mentioned it on Monday when we talked to Shreya Lada, uh, as I'm watching this game on Saturday, I'm going to want to see how Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw, and then you mix in Jalen Daniels, what they do on the ground compared to the way that Texas stops the run. That's the key. If Kansas can unlock that a little bit, like, you know, let's say that Neil and Hyshaw combined have, gosh, I don't know, 125 yards on the ground combined between the two of them, then at that point, I think that Kansas is able to be competitive late into the game. You know, they control the ball, they control the clock on the ground. If they can do that against Texas's stout run defense, then you're going to be talking about a more competitive game. If the Texas run defense steps up and they bottle up the run game for Kansas, then at that point, it's going to be significantly more difficult for Kansas to be competitive in the game. There it is. Saturday, national window. That's the other cool thing for KU on this. We'll have more on that game as we make our way through. We're going to come back. We'll tell you what's on tap on the networks today here on KFH as we wrap up a Wednesday next on Sports Daily. Sports Daily. 